You are listening to The Real Happy Mom Podcast, the weekly podcast for busy working moms to get inspiration, encouragement, and practical tips for motherhood. My name is Tony Aitken, and you are listening to episode 188. Oh. Yeah, wait. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of The Real Happy Mom Podcast. Super excited to have you back. I know that things are busy this summer, and I'm super appreciative of you tuning in this summer so that you can hear some of this awesome goodness. Today, I have another awesome guest that I know you're going to love, and I know that this is going to be helpful for you if you are feeling like you want to do better about connecting with yourself and with your kids. So if you are wouldn't be like me and do better with connecting with yourself and kids, this episode is for you. But before we jump into this week's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know about the Real Happy Mom Facebook community. This is where you will find more of the prompts that we have here on the podcast, as well as the monthly channel trainings. I will be doing uh, monthly channel trainings. Blah, blah, blah. I'll be doing monthly Trello trainings inside of the Facebook community, which is totally free. And Trello is a project management tool. If you're not aware, I'll show you how to use Trello to help you with organizing, systematizing, and getting things in order so that you can be at your best. So if you want to join me, make sure you head on over to realhappymom.com slash community, fill out the questionnaire completely, answer, I want to say it's three questions, please make sure you answer them so that I'll know that you're not a robot. I'll let you in and you can join us for some more fun. All right. That's realhappymom.com slash community. All right. Now that we have that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump on into this week's episode. All right, today we got another really great episode that I know is going to be super helpful for you this summer. And I'm super excited to have my guest, Elise, on the podcast. So, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you. So, I am excited today about the topic that we have. But before we jump in, I wanted you to share a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah, so I am a life and wellness coach and I work with teens and moms. And um, I kind of found my way here through health coaching. I started with health coaching and then really wanted to broaden my, um, like what I was able to coach on because in health coaching, I found what I loved coaching the most was kind of the social, emotional, mental aspects of it. So um, I furthered my education and got a life coaching certificate. And I'm just really happy to be able to serve um, moms and teens in the way that I do. Yes, yes. And forgive me, your name is spelled like how I pronounce my son's name. So <laughs> automatically I'm like, Elise, but it's Elise. So Elise, <laughs> I'm super, super um, excited about this one because I love that that you have this coaching background because you are going to help us today um, with, you know, just staying more connected with our kids. And during the summertime, it can get a little interesting, especially with the kids being out of school. But um, let's start with how we can start to stay connected with ourselves, especially when we're trying to take care of everyone else. Yes, this is like the most important thing. I have a lot of moms that call and, and say things like, oh my gosh, my my daughter needs help. Or like, can you please 
work with my team and through our conversation, I often find um, that like moms have just kind of lost that connection to themselves and what their needs are. And just really, they're so busy taking care of everyone else that they are not connecting to themselves. And as Brene Brown says, like you can only be as connected to others as you are to yourself. And so that is one of the most important things is really just, um, you know, taking, it doesn't have to be a big, um, like spa day or whatever, you know, like those things that we think of, but just really planting little moments throughout your day where you're checking in with yourself and what you need and how you're feeling is so, so important so that you can show up for your kids. And I love that quote that you just gave about you can only be as be, you can only be connected to others as much as you are to yourself because I didn't really think about it. And then once you said, it, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you are right. I can't be super connected to my kids if I'm like all over the place. So I'm glad you brought that one up. Yeah. And like, as a mom, I am sure you, you as well, but you can feel that when you're I'm out of connection to myself, like that energy that I'm coming to any interaction with my kid is, is, chaos it's chaotic energy and it's so much harder to to have that like calm connection with them when you're not feeling that with yourself yes definitely now now that we've been we've I feel like we're being more observant and recognizing things within ourselves so now that we know Mm -hmm. we got to make sure we're staying connected with ourselves um let's switch things to our kids or interacting with our kids like how can we start to be better as far as responding um to our kids so that we're not just automatically reacting to everything that they do yeah, this is so um so important and it and again it starts with like that connection to self. So um it's if if you're coming to um like you know picking your kids up from school. If you're picking your kids up from school and you've had a busy day and you haven't had a moment even like in the car sitting there and taking a hand on your chest and a hand on your belly and taking a few deep breaths or whatever that connection point to yourself is and you pick up your kids and they had a hard day like chances of you reacting to something like a, a you know a kid complaining or like I don't want to do that or I'm hungry what all the things that happen when you pick your kids up uh it's so much harder to respond to them versus like if you haven't taken that moment to yourself so again it like comes back to connecting to yourself and I like to with these tiny little moments throughout my day so um really I use I use breath and I like sometimes just will like take a hot cup of tea and like sit with it and feel it in my hands and smell it just taking little moments throughout your day to add a little space in so that when your kid is having a big reaction, you can come to it with calm and peace rather than already being at the end of your rope. 
Yeah. And I like how you say, you know, you know, do things that add space to your day, because I know, especially right now with the kids being home and probably doing more activities um, because it's summertime, the kids aren't in school. You know, a lot of times it's easy to be triggered by the whining and complaining and the fighting (laughs) and all of those things. So um, I, I like how you say adding space to your day. Um, so you gave us a couple of examples as far as taking some breaths and I like the whole hot tea and just sitting with it because I think a lot of times we're just thinking we have food and we just got to consume it instead of actually mm-hmm. like really being um, present and really taking in everything with all of the senses. So I like how you're you're telling us to kind of like pause and take a beat because um, it's easy to get caught up in the the go, go, go of the day that we don't, like you said, make space. Yeah. And the, like the key to responding rather than reacting to your kid is to also take space in that moment. But if you're never taking space, if if taking space isn't something that you're already familiar with, it's just react, react, react. Where as if you've had these little moments of space throughout your day, you're like, oh yes, they're whining or they're complaining or they're reacting and, and, I'm going to take a deep breath instead of just react to them immediately. Got it. And I, and I like how you said take space in that moment. So give us an example of how that can look um, as far as taking space in that, in the moment. Yeah. So um, if, if, if a kid, your kid is having um, a tantrum or a big reaction to something rather than reacting with, like, you know, what if it's like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. No, you're not. I just fed you five minutes ago. It's like, okay, they're hungry. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to release the breath. And then I'm going to say, like, it doesn't have to be that, that I'm going to give them the snack. It just has to be like, I'm coming to it from a place of calm rather than frustration. I like that. Yes, definitely taking a second or two <laughs> to take mm-hmm. a deep breath is always super helpful. I know I have to remind myself all the time, Tony, and breathe, breathe. You got it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I like how you, you gave that example, but um, I want you to talk to us about, um, especially with the triggers, we were getting to it a little bit, but this question here, <laughs> I think a lot of moms have is why do certain things about motherhood trigger me every time? Yes. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to things from our own childhood. So, um, and it's not always easy to identify that until you really pull it apart. Um, But sometimes I know there, sometimes I am triggered by, say, like, I say dinner's ready and I've just spent time making dinner and nobody shows up at the table. And sometimes that sends me like into a little bit more of a uh, mood alteration than it when like I think it should. I'm like very frustrated by that. And when I've really teased it apart and was like, what, like, what do I really feel? It's the, like, I'm not like it's people aren't listening. I'm not important. 
And that's something that like comes from childhood. Like people aren't listening to me. What I have to say, it doesn't matter. And so like being aware of that. And the next time I say dinner's ready and nobody shows up to the dining room table rather than go like operating from my, my little girl self, who's like, nobody ever listens to me. Nothing I do is important. I can just think, Oh, okay. Like, you know, there's a really good chance that my little ones are playing and they're in the middle of something. And probably my husband is busy doing something as well. And so I can like look at it objectively rather than just operating from that little, little Elise who's like, nobody cares about me. <laughs> yes. No, I, I like how you're saying that. Sometimes we got to tease this apart because I um, recently just started speaking with a therapist. And one of the things that she has been helping me with is just kind of realizing some of my thoughts and the, how my thought, how I verbalize those thoughts and how mm-hmm. that really um, is stemmed from something else. Like, and I think sometimes it takes you know, either someone else helping you to see it or journaling things out so you can actually like physically like see things because it's hard when you're like in the moment of things and be like, well, why is this always bother me? So like, for instance, I like how you brought up the, you know, no one showing up to the dinner table. So for me, it's like hiding things. Like, why are you hiding things? So once I like dug down to it, I don't want to be judged. And that's just me like, you know, trying to protect myself from feeling like people are judging me. So um, sometimes like I was saying that it takes like getting either someone else to help you to see those things or journaling those things out. But I didn't know if you had any other tips on like how you can help kind of bring some of these things to the surface so that you can begin to identify those things that are triggering you and be like how you are and saying that I'm not going to let the little version of me, like <laughs> you know, throw a tantrum and put me in a bad mood. Yeah. I mean, really, you it, it takes um time and it, it is really helpful to have somebody work with you on that. I mean, a lot of times when um when I work with clients, they they are coming up with the answers themselves, but just asking them the right questions and um really taking the time and the space for them to to look inward is so helpful. Journaling is also very helpful. And the reason that those two things are so helpful is because when you're in the moment of feeling triggered, your your brain is kind of offline. Like your nervous system is in fight or flight and your your thinking brain isn't, you're not able to be like, oh, look what's happening right now. I'm feeling triggered. And that's because when I was a little girl, blah, 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 like not able to do that so it's important to look at these things when you're not feeling them and ask yourself when you're calm like oh okay what what was making me feel that and how can I kind of work through that yes I love it love it now I I think we've we gotten a lot more clarity on the triggers and how we can do better about that I just wanted you to give us some kind of practical tips that we can start to take to begin to do better about either, um, you know, handling our stress better. Cause I know we talked about breathing and, you know, being more intentional, but, um, 
are there any other things that you can give us to help us with um, regulating ourselves to make ourselves like not so easily stressed and overwhelmed? Yeah. Um, I, it's kind of, it's interesting. It's like a lot of it is comes back to that really checking in with yourself and doing it even when you're not feeling stressed is one of the most important tips about regulating your stress or your nervous system. So um, like when things are going smooth, we very easily are like, oh, I don't need to do that like five minute practice. Oh, like I'm good today. I don't need to journal or check in with myself. But the truth is it's it's like a muscle. So even when you're feeling really good, it's important to take those three minutes or two minutes or one minute of space where you're checking in with yourself, taking a few deep breaths. Um, I Like you mentioned, I kind of mentioned the drinking the tea and feeling the tea and smelling the tea. So bringing your five senses online is a way to really calm the nervous system and be in the present. And so I think like the, the most important part of that is that we do it even when we're not dysregulated or feeling um, whatever it is that we're feeling. So if we wait until to do these practices, like, okay, I'm just going to breathe when I'm feeling triggered, it's not really going to do anything. But if every day we have a few periods or like a few little uh, breaks in our day where we check in with ourselves, that is what's going to build that muscle of the nervous system so that we can regulate ourselves even when things are feeling very dysregulated. I love that. Um, definitely. I'm totally with you on that one because I notice when I don't do things regularly, it's harder for me <laughs> to uh-huh. get things back, um, get me back calm again, because um, I was telling um, who was I was, I don't remember who it was I was talking to um, that this week. I just noticed that I'm like the word I've come to connect things with is very edgy. Like there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that just like are setting me off. I'm like, it could be the slightest little thing. And and I noticed that I misread an email. And when I tell you, I, you would have thought like someone was like threatening to like do something like really bad to me. Like I just like lost it. And I was just like, okay, I had to tell myself, like put my hand over my face and like tell myself, calm down, breathe, breathe. And it took me like a good, like 15 minutes to like get myself to calm down. And even when I did calm down, I still was like, it it was easy to take me right back up again. And it wasn't until I talked to someone then and and realized like, I totally misread that email. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't even have to react like that. And then it was like something like shortly after that, it was like, like, I just was like, oh, like ready to just like, you know, you know, attack someone. But, um, I, I'm I'm seeing now that, like you said, it's like a muscle. Like when you're doing it on a regular basis, it makes things so much more easier um, than when you're just doing it, you know, whenever you need to. So now I've been making it a practice to do my breathing and to check in with myself. So I'm glad that you brought that one up. Yeah, I know. It's so, um, you know, for me, it's it's first thing in the morning I have time that my kids are not awake yet and that I like wake up early to do that so because sometimes once the day gets rolling 
it's harder to take those little breaks. I do think it's important to do them throughout the day as well. But like knowing that I always have that time in the morning for me is really important. And I am like, I have my whole life. I have not been a morning person. I've been a night person. I used to work at night and, um, probably like four years ago now I I changed. I was like, I need to wake up before my kids because this isn't working anymore. And it's really changed my life. And I think like, it's because I have this daily practice that I do every morning. It doesn't have to be big, but when my kids wake up, I'm like, I've already had my, I've already had some time for myself. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm definitely with you. I do my things in the morning and I've also learned to check in with myself at lunchtime. If I'm able to take a lunch break, cause sometimes it doesn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. but if I do take a, a lunch break, I try to remind myself, like get into the habit of right after I'm done eating, just take a minute, just like kind of breathe, relax, think sometimes do a mm-hmm. quick meditation or whatever it is, but yeah, taking some time midday too, if you're not a morning person like we are but I think it's helpful too as well yeah totally and and just like it doesn't I think the the most important thing is that it doesn't have to be a big time commitment it doesn't have to be a big like to do that you can't do if you're around other people it just really is like a check-in mm-hmm. yeah Definitely. Now you've given us so many great things to think about and definitely are making me a lot more observant. Um, so I'm definitely ready to, um, you know, take on the kids, especially during this, this summertime um, and not let them drive me crazy. <laughs> so yes. thank you so much for coming on. But I really wanted you to share um, one last thing with us before we go. And, um, and that is if you have either a word of encouragement or a motivational quote for us real happy moms yeah so um i'm gonna bring it back to like what we've been talking about this whole time uh on the bottom of my emails i have a quote that says the most important relationship you'll ever have is the one with yourself and i feel like for moms that is one of the most important things to live by is just we get so caught up in giving and caring for everyone else. And sometimes we forget about that relationship with ourselves and it is the most important so that we can show up for the people we love the way that we want. Yes, definitely. Now, if we want to connect with you, learn more about you, get into these coaching programs I hear that you're talking about, how can Mm -hmm. we get in touch with you? Yeah, so um, my I'm mostly on Instagram, and it's Elise Knox Connection Coach, and my website is just EliseKnox.com, and um, I also host a live free monthly masterclass on how to communicate better with your kids. Um, it works the way it it kind of follows on violent communication, which works with everybody not just your kids, but I have it tailored a little bit more to kids. Um, and then there's also a free PDF guide that I, that goes along with the masterclass. Awesome. Awesome. I'll be sure to include all of those links in the show notes again. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us. This has been super, super helpful and I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I love this podcast. 
Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links and show notes, head on over to realhappymom.com slash 188. There you'll find all the links that were mentioned. And do me a favor, make sure you stay tuned next week for another full episode. We're here to help you during the summertime with these awesome guests that we have. And I'm hoping that you're finding it super helpful. All right, I will see you again next time. Take care and with lots of love.